Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wrapping up hour one here on the block. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland. Uh, Strick, from the text line, uh, we got a question from uh, Colgan Joe, or Jay, sorry, Colgan Jay, who asks, do you guys think Jordan Poole was a bust? I think it's still too early to say that um, because there are players that have um, some down moments, like, let, 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 let's, let, let's just go back to this one. For example, Kobe Bryant had a couple just pie-in-the-face type of moments in the Utah uh, series where, he, you know, there's some clutch moments where he shot some air balls and, you know, just didn't have the moxie at the time. But you learn from those, right? So what you've got to hope for Jordan Poole is that he learns – and, and humbles himself because those are humbling experience that either drives us to the gym or puts us in a shell. And so then we become a shell of ourselves. Mm-hmm. There was a period, for example, that a lot of people were saying this about Julius Randle. Big time. You know what I mean? And somehow, some way, he revamped it. Got into a different situation. That's why I say sometimes situations or your 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 locations can change the mindset on how you, you know, evaluate yourself and how you feel about yourself. And you know, sometimes the organization feels a little bit differently about you than even yourself, which then they speak life into you. Uh, so I would I would wonder who's surrounding him, who's in his his core group, who's his friend group. Um, the knockout don't help. You know, let's mm-hmm. just be real. That I, I think that hurt the team. I, and I said this before, early in the season, I said that's going to haunt them long term. You thought they were going to be able to get it, but you could see there was some schism, some mm-hmm. dissension in the, in the ranks. You know, the way that uh, Poole would deal at times with Draymond. You know, when you need a collective, like, like, let's, let, let, me, let me, this is an analogy I speak at camps. Here's an analogy. You have five fingers, right? Five. Yes, five. See, you had yeah. ten. But individually, if I was to come across this table and I smack you with my index finger. Now I can feel it. Yeah. You know, feel a little, just a little, little touch on your face, you know. Okay, I slapped you with my middle finger, as long as I'm not cursing you. <laughs> and, man, slap you with my pinky. That's three slaps, but, you know, it's nothing. But if I collectively begin to unite each and every one of them, now I come across with this, Woo. a united form of five. Mm-hmm. There's more power. Mm-hmm. And I think those dissensions, sometimes, even with us when I was with the Huskers, you know, you know, you know, I'm cursing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to dump it. There's a clique of them that are sitting at the end of the bench or after games going out to eat because they ain't going with Draymond and they ain't going with Clay and, and, uh, you know, because Staff you know, sure Staff, yeah. yeah. So then you start clicking and then all of a sudden there starts just these little undercurrents of, of so, stuff happening over the course of time and it, and it wears away. And I think that's what's happening now. Uh, I think Memphis Grizzlies was like that. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why they couldn't win. And this is where you see Denver because Denver don't have to – I don't believe. I could be wrong. Denver doesn't have to have those uh, Stephen Adams types conversations. Mm-hmm. They understand who their leader is. They, they're able to watch their leader, his worth ethic, his in-the-room ethic. Not, I mean, it's okay to go and do your thing, but when, when it's time to, to pay the piper, you know, there's some things you got to get focused on, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. I'll say this, too, before we go to break. The best and the worst thing for Jordan Poole might have been Steph being out because when he stepped into that role, he proved he could do yeah. a lot. Yeah. But, again, you can't replace Steph Curry. You can step into the void. You can take over for him. But you're not going to replace him. I think with Steph, with Clay, and with Draymond really growing up together, winning those championships together the way they did, Poole was outside of that. But Poole was also on the outside of your Moody's and your Kamingas, mm-hmm. you know, guys that haven't taken that leap yet, whereas Poole did. So he's kind of on his own little island yeah. in the Warriors' timeline. Yeah. And think about the guys they won the championship with last year. Uh, the Otto Porters, the Nemanja Bielikas, even, you know, DiVincenzo this year, an older guy who's been around the block. There's not really a group for Jordan Mm-mm. Poole. Mm-mm. I don't think it's for lack of trying because Mm-mm. it sounds like some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is, okay, maybe his reputation isn't as bad behind closed doors as it is in the public. Yeah. But that's where I think the changing the location, the situation might help him because there's so many eyeballs on Golden State with the yeah. success they've had, the star power that they have. You know, he should be better than Terry Rozier, but if he's anywhere else, we hardly talk about him. Yeah. He had a great run. Now he's an average NBA player, bucket getter, uh, doesn't stop anyone on defense. There's plenty of those guys in the league <coughs> right. that we don't talk about like we talk about Jordan Poole. I'm sure partly because he's in Golden State. Yeah, and and, and here's, here's, here's the thing. This is the thing to keep an eye on. One, are they going to retain their GM? Mm-hmm. You know, so we talked about kind of putting yourself out there. Are they going to retain him? Two, uh, who's, you saw with James Wiseman, because you know that there were conversations, because they really didn't, I don't think, try to shape him and, and mold him, you know, to be a cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Just kind of let him kind of go by the wayside. He's not, hasn't risen up. No one's really kind of taken him in and, 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 and established him. I think he could be, he could have been similar to Julius Randle, possibly. Sure. I think they have a similar similar style. But at the end of the day, watch and see if the internal language, if Poole stays, begins to affect him as it did with James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, kind of see kind of how that play. Keep your eye on Kaminga, too. Right? Right. I say keep your eye on him because he's talented. I think a change of scenery would help Kaminga, too. And that's that's the – the positive and the da- negative of it is yeah. that a change of scenery could help, but the Warriors need it because Steph, Clay, and Dre aren't around forever. Mm-hmm. They're getting up there. So the Warriors need those guys, but at some point you just have to have a clean break It is what it seems like. We'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that. Stay tuned for that. But we're talking Huskers next, Husker football specifically. Daniel Kalen in the fold for the 2024 class. Uh, what went into that? How did Nebraska get him? What does that mean for the quarterback room and the rest of the recruiting class? Uh, Strick and I will talk about that. Some other Nebraska headlines before we welcome in Brian Munson of Husker Online to talk more of the same. Don't go anywhere. Hour two on the block comes your way after this.